So Money Episode 1020, Tracy Campoli, Lifestyle and Wellness Coach. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Especially in times of high stress as an anxiety that we all have right now, moving your body is one of the best ways to not only just keep yourself fit, but also to help with all the anxiety and the stress. People are talking about the coronavirus 15 like the freshman 15. Welcome to So Money, everybody. I'm your host, Farnoosh Chirabi. If you're feeling fatigue, if you're feeling like you just can't get out of bed, let alone get your 10,000 steps in, we're going to talk about wellness in the age of corona and how we can move our bodies better with our friend Tracy Campoli. She's a lifestyle and wellness coach who helps people lose weight and get fit without dumb diets or boring boot camp workouts. She's not going to even ask you to do a burpee. Nope. She's got 20 million views on her YouTube channel where she gives weekly videos to create a body and a life you love. How are we supposed to do that right now? I'm stressed, right? I got lots to worry about, let alone like fitting into my jeans. But I understand health is wealth. We got to keep a healthy body, a healthy mind. Health is very important right now to all of us for obvious reasons. But right now, a lot of us are not in our routines. We're not doing the same habits. It's a new normal. Tracy not only gives great advice on this episode, but also shares her background, how she went from basically living in a bus and not a fancy tour bus, a school bus to running her own business, becoming a rich woman. We unravel those old stories of hers, her mindset shifts, and this podcast is really inspiring. I'm really happy to introduce you to my new friend, Tracy Campoli. Tracy Campoli, welcome to So Money. Thank you so much for having me, Farnish. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hello. You know, this is a good time to be having you on, not just because you have an incredible story, but listen, a lot of us are cramped up at home right now. I have been in my apartment for days and I can feel the pounds packing on. I'm not walking as much as I normally do as a, a New Yorker. I typically walk miles and miles a day. And yes, there's a gym in my building, but do I really want to use it? So now I'm like, do I do workout videos from home? Okay, let's just start there. How can I stay fit and healthy when I'm on lockdown? Totally. It was such a great question. And yeah, you know, I I also have a gym in my building and I've decided like, nope, not going to use it. So definitely having things that you can do at home and it doesn't have to be complicated and it shouldn't be complicated or you won't do it, especially because all the mamas out there, me too, um, you know, babies, kids are home from school. You need to make it easy. So, you know, I recommend that people only do 30 minutes a day and, you know, especially in times of high stress as an anxiety that we all have right now, moving your body is one of the best ways to not only just keep yourself fit, but also to help with all the anxiety and the stress. So, um, you know, working out at home, having little things, a couple pairs of light weights, like or one pair of light weights, it's just fine. Maybe some fitness bands, you know, these things you can still get on Amazon. I bet toilet paper, not so much, but, um, <laughs> you know, and making sure that you're just set up so that you can move your body. And then if you threw in like maybe a five minute meditation as well, like mm-hmm. even better, just so that you're moving your body, you're breathing and you're just allowing yourself to stay in the present moment, you know, or your endorphins are going to start going. You will feel feel better when you move your body. 
And shameless plug, let's plug your YouTube channel. That's also a great resource for anybody who wants to, you know, just uh, learn little tricks and habits for staying fit, wellness, inspiration. This is a very popular YouTube channel that is part of your ecosystem, your empire of all things uh, wellness, Tracy. And you started YouTube three years ago, smashing success. Wasn't always the case. You come from uh, humble beginnings. Definitely. (laughs) So let's go back to the start. I understand just I got a little uh, background on you that you were homeless, living on a bus and not a fancy tour bus, like a school bus. And now things obviously wildly different, super successful, seven figure, eight figure. I don't know how many figures you got uh, business and (laughs) living in a penthouse. Lots of people coming to you for help and advice. But take us back to the very beginnings and what life was like for you then. Yeah, you know, so I grew up very like middle class Massachusetts. Um, and there was a lot of language around money, you know, as most people have. So I definitely had a money story. Um, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Who do you think you are? Rockefeller, you know, I have to work hard for money, all of these things. Don't talk to daddy's paying the bills. I have wonderful parents. So I just want to <laughs> say that I love my parents dearly. They were all doing the best that they can. But you know, parents, I'm a parent now too. It's like we come into our role as a parent with the stories and beliefs that we have. Right. So then, um, you know, I was a bit of a, I was very smart, but I was a bit of a rebel. And, um, I had a boyfriend at the time who was in a band. Um, and I decided I was going to quit college, but it was a terrible relationship. I was, um, physically and emotionally abused. Um, and so I was literally living in a school bus and not even just like the two of us, it was like with the band. So it was probably the worst time of my life. I was about 18 years old. Um, and it was awful. I mean, just on top of just the relationship as well. And, you know, it's crazy to say it this way, but I was so glad that I went through that because it, I was so low and I was so hopeless and, and, and having that lack of financial resources and, and freedom in my life, it really had me start asking better questions. Like, what kind of life do I want to create for myself? Is this as good as it gets? And everything, even though, you know, I was very, I had a lot of stress and anxiety, as you can imagine at that time, I was very like, no, there's got to be a better way. Like I, I demand that I'm going to create a big, beautiful life for myself. And I had no idea what that was going to be. Um, and so, you know, luckily years later, I got out of that relationship years later. Don't take that time, ladies, (laughs) please expedite that. Um, and then as I was in my twenties, I really started asking myself as a young adult, like, how do I want to live in the world? You know, how do I want to feel when it's time to pay bills? And so starting to ask those questions. So one of the biggest game changers for me was that I, I took the words, I can't afford it out of my vocabulary. And this was like in my early twenties, I was like, I will never say that it will always be, how can I afford it if it's a priority? And so making those shifts and change with my money mentality was huge, you know? So I was always a bit of a hustler. Um, you know, I, I waited tables. I always was like the kind of girl, like I'll do whatever it takes to have freedom because that's a huge value for me. So, you know, my adult life started out waiting tables as I was, you know, a dancer because dancers don't make any money, but then I wanted to become a Pilates instructor. So instead of being mad that I was waiting tables, I was like, well, 
this is my business loan to start my Pilates business. So then, you know, I was waiting tables and teaching Pilates. Then I was like, oh, I want to do more. So then I wanted to become a life coach and a health coach. So I always used whatever the business I was in to fund that so that I wasn't going into debt. So I wasn't ever desperate trying to find clients and just having that, that mentality of, of, um, using your business as a business loan or whatever you're doing as a loan to do whatever your next step is, was huge for me. Um, and then, you know, doing the work, you know, there's a lot of inner work. So yes, I took action daily. I show up for myself or my business. You know, I started off as a Pilates instructor, then that led into the coaching. And now my business is all online, which is amazing, but always checking in with those values and freedom. And for me, what money really means is freedom. It doesn't mean happiness, but it means being able to have freedom of choice, to live where I want, to work how I want, to do the things that I want to do and create the life that I want. So, so Tracy, let's go back because this is all so rich and I want to go back and maybe understand some of the light bulb moments that you had along the way because, you know, you use words like luckily and, you know, but I think you, like you said, there's so much hard work that went into this and conscious decision making. And so even when it was perhaps when you were starting out with the Pilates what inspired you to take that to the next level? Because now you've got a fitness empire. So what were some of the, it could be simple as like the books you're reading, the people that you were looking up to, the advice that you were given to get you to open up your world more to this place of abundance? Definitely. So when I, um, I had a Pilates client, I just told my husband this story the other day. I had a Pilates client, um, when I was in my early twenties and all of a sudden her life totally changed. Like it seemed like overnight and I was like, what are you doing? And whatever you're doing, I want that. And she was like, I hired a life coach. And I was like, and this was like way back in the day, this was like 25 years ago. And I was like, what the heck's a life coach? And I need one. So that was like one of my first, um, introductions was I hired a life, life coach. I did not have the money. I think, you know, it was very, you know, what I would consider reasonably priced now, but at the time it's, it was, it seemed like a gazillion dollars for me. So instead of saying like, mm, man, I can't afford it, which remember I changed that language. I thought, how can I afford this? Okay. I picked up extra shifts. So when I was waiting tables, I would be like, okay, I, I would work um, extra shifts to be able to, ha- to pay for my life coach, which was awesome. Um, she then introduced me to, um, books, you know, one of the, the books that she recommended was, uh, Abraham Hicks. So I don't know if people are familiar with Abraham Hicks, but it's very, you know, a person sort of channeling an entity, but it's really amazing messages. So she was like, don't worry about like the specifics, just feel the message. So just opening myself up to more and more, um, what I consider just like universal truths out there. Um, so it was, it was really that combination, like you said, Farnoosh of like taking the action, doing the work and being open and like listening to my heart. So, you know, having coaching, having guidance, um, filling my mind, you know, with books and, um, you know, audio trains, those are CDs back in the day, you know, that were helpful. And then also who I was surrounding myself with, you know, like toxic people, negative, um, you know, relationships, people that just made me feel kind of icky. I was like, "Mm, nope, I I, I don't want to be around that. I want to just create this, this bubble around myself of abundance and prosperity and positivity. 
I so appreciate that. It makes so much of a difference once you start to recognize sometimes the toxicity that lives in the relationships that you have, right? Or even just the encounters, people that work with you in the same space, your friends that, you know, I feel like in my 20s, I collected a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I like to be social. It's what you do in your 20s. You're out and about. But as your life narrows in in a, in a beautifully specific way where you like have your kids or maybe, you know, you, you start your business and you don't got time to be going out all the time and then dealing with all the drama of all the friendships that you've made. And sometimes drama is good, but sometimes it's not. And it can be really unhealthy and you have to be very critical about who you're surrounding yourself with. So I'm glad that you did that. But how do you do it, right? Do you ghost people? Do you just start to, do you, do you, are you upfront about it? Can you give me an example of how you shed some of these relationships? God, that's such a good question. So, I mean, truth be told, I'm going to be really honest because this is so money. So I'm going to yeah. be real, you know? I mean, truthfully, in my 20s, I ghosted a lot of people, especially relationships. You know, I'd be like, and I'm out. Um, I don't think that's the best way to do things. So now I'm in my mid-40s. Um, I'd like to think I've learned a thing or two. Um, but just, you know, being, being more um, mindful of who you're choosing to hang out with And also, and this is a huge thing, and I think this is something that, you know, women, especially as we get into our Fords, it's like, you start realizing, like, if I'm hanging out with someone and I get a pit in my stomach, or I even just have that internal, like, this person seems kind of weird, or their energy is a little bit off, you know, everyone deserves a chance, but it's like, just, you don't, you don't owe anyone anything. It's okay to, with love, you know, not spend time with people. Um, meaning, you know, just, you know, sorry, I'm not, I'm I'm not available for that, you know, and, and just really speaking your truth. I also find, and this is going to get a little woo woo though, when you're really clear in your energy and who you want to be around and surround yourself with, the right people will be attracted to you and you'll repel the people that just aren't on the same vibe because either they'll think like you think your poop doesn't stink, right? Or they'll, you know, they just, they just won't, it, it just won't be a right fit anyway on either side. I just feel like it's always a double blessing, but yeah. So it's like, you're going to attract and repel the, the people that you don't want to be around anyway. Your brand of wellness and fitness is different. That's what, you know, makes you special. You don't prescribe or dole out the same sort of, you know, the dumb diets, the boring boot camp works out workouts, burpees, please no burpees. I don't like no. that. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about your approach to wellness and how it differentiates. You know, a few things. I think number one, we've been spoon fed so much crapola in the dieting and fitness industry. You know, like you have to cut out all of the the things that are fun and pleasurable and enjoyable, like eating in restaurants, you know, actually smiling when you're working out and all of, you know, like you have to do X, Y, or Z. And that's a huge, huge mistake. Um, You know, my philosophy is I want, I want people that work with me, you know, whether you follow me on YouTube, whether you're in one of my, my, my fitness membership, or you're in a program with me that you actually enjoy the process. Meaning, you know, if you're in a nutrition program with me, that you're actually going out to eat with your friends, that you can still have brunch with your girlfriend so that you're still living your life, you know, and actually enjoying it while you're transforming your body. You know, if your workouts, if you dread them every time, doesn't mean they're not going to be challenging. Doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to have moments where you're like, you know, like feeling the shake and all of that. 
However, it should still leave a smile on your face. That's why, you know, sometimes I get flack on this on YouTube. Like I don't ever shut up, you know, in, in my workout videos, you know, for, for my membership or on YouTube, it's because I treat it like we're in a room together and I want you to enjoy yourself and know what the heck you're doing. You know, a lot of these like celebrity trainers out there, um, where it's like, just, just follow along with me and I'm not going to say anything. That's like, people are going to get injured. They're not going to get the results that they want because they're not doing it right. And I, you know, I have a background as a dancer for over 20 years. So I really think it's important that you take into account your life and your lifestyle. Do you travel a lot? You know, are you a, what I call a busy babe? Are you a mom? You know, do you, do you find yourself in hotel conference rooms? Now it's a whole different story, right? But you know, what is your life and how can you get the results that you want while having it be a pleasurable experience with your life and your life? style. I like that. Yeah. Make the, make the workout fit your lifestyle as opposed to the other way around. You know, I love this bar class that I go to and it's been convenient, like for many years getting there, even though I have to get on the subway, people are like, you go on the subway to go to your workout class? I'm like, yes, because it's that good. I won't, and also like, yeah. <laughs> I don't have the luxury <laughs> of just being able to walk to a workout place that's excellent. But as I get older and like I have more on my plate and I have kids and I'll, it's like, do I really have the time to go do a two hour you know, all in event workout because I have to get on the subway, then take the class and come back on the subway and then take a shower. It's like, no. So I'm really gravitating towards online stuff, things that I can do from home. And yes, occasionally still going to those classes, but it's hard. It's hard to sort of even just find the time. That's a huge thing. That's actually why I do what I do. Because when I started building my online business, I was like, I can't take a yoga class that's 90 minutes. No. And then, you know, the travel to and from it ends up becoming a three hour ordeal. So I started saying, okay, what happens? You know, ask the better questions. What would happen if I just work out for 30 minutes a day? every day and do it from my home. What would happen then? And the craziest thing was furnished. My results were even better from doing that than from doing these multiple hour long workouts. We don't have time to get into it today, but it's really just because from a hormonal perspective as women, you know, having, there's a really a sweet spot of time for you to work out so that you get the results and your hormones stay in balance. So much of your work is online, but some of it is not. And I'm just curious with all the quarantining, um, how is your business being impacted, if at all? Well, now, in the last few years, I'm actually all online. So um, the quarantine actually is is not really affecting my business. And it's been an amazing uh, moment of gratitude <laughs> and reflection for me. Um, because if it was, you know, five years ago, and I still had my Pilates studio, like I was thinking about just how that would impact, you know, my business and my income. And it would have been a lot, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a very unsettled time right now. Um, So I'm really, really lucky now that everything that I do is actually online. And I created that because, you know, before, you know, all this stuff happened in the world, I wanted to make a bigger impact. I didn't want to, even though I love my clients that I was able to work with in person, I was like, how can I help more people? And I, in, in my Pilates studio, I only had four reformers, you know, it was like, I can help people four people at a time. And that's when I started getting on YouTube. It was like, wow, I can make a massive impact. Um, so it's so amazing now the the 
you know, while it is a scary time, I always think, okay, what's, what's the blessing in this is that everyone, whether it's my program or anyone's program out there, there's so many resources that are online now so that, you know, people can take care of their mental and physical health that are so, you know, closely wired and, and essential so that, you know, in these unsettled times, we can actually feel really good. And that's important. Can you give me some quick tips, even though we can't see them, but like, what are some good general things that you like to suggest to clients and people who um, come to you for fitness and wellness support that everyone can do regardless of your resources or how busy you are, just like easy reminders? Yeah. Um, First and foremost, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a brand new mom. I have a six month old little one who's taking a nap right now. (laughs) And so I get it with the whole time thing. It's like, life is crazy. But even, and not even, but, and as a new mom, it's like, before you get up, you know, I know it's the, the phone is right there. Mine is too. Cause I want to check around the nest. Just take five minutes, you know, and just take a deep breath and connect in. Now, you know, I, some people, maybe that looks like prayer. Maybe that looks like a five minute meditation. Maybe it, it looks like looking, you know, listening to a guided meditation. It doesn't matter, but just start off your day with just five minutes for you. I mean, that's number one, I would say, because that's going to be a total, total game changer. Um, Second thing I would say is move your body daily. You know, we're all sitting on our butts, (laughs) you know, we're all, um, you know, on our computers all day. We're, we're chained to our phones. There's just so much coming at us all the time, you know, so we want to move our bodies daily. We are supposed to, people always ask me, do you need rest days? Not if you're only doing 30 to 45 minutes a day and you're doing varied workouts. That's really important. You know, you don't want to do the same thing every day. So move your body every day. You know, um, maybe that looks like a walk. If you can get outside, if you can't, you know, start streaming that workout in your home and just have it be, you know, something pleasurable. But again, um, stick to that 30 to 45 minutes a day. It's going to be a total game changer for you. Um, and then the other thing I would say really, really important is what are the things that you enjoy doing? You know, um, don't look for those things that you hate, but like, what are the things that light you up that feel fun for you? Maybe it's a dance class. Maybe it's, you know, that you love running. Maybe it's jumping on a trampoline, but just really look for the pleasure in it because then you're actually going to stick to it. Um, I'm going to give you one more. And also like, as far as like food and nutrition, I can't help myself. Um, food and nutrition, you know, eat real food. You know, like my husband one day was like, so people basically like pay you for common sense. It's like, it is common sense. However, that we have so much information coming at us. Like you should be doing keto. You should be doing intermittent fasting. You should be doing paleo. You should be doing blah, blah, blah. Like all these things. It's like, what if you just took a deep breath and you just said, you know what? I'm going to eat real food you know, and start there. Then you can look at your body and see how your body responds. But we do not have to complicate things and make things, you know, more complicated and, and, and difficult than they need to be. We really can keep things simple, you know, and then with consistency, of course, that's when you see your results. Simple is the key. I'm thinking maybe after this, I'm going to grab my son who's home from school who needs to run about 20 miles a day because he's, that's mm-hmm. like, what, five and a half year olds <laughs> need some of them, especially my son. We're going to go for a walk around the city. I just think experience fresh air. I don't know, just get our legs moving because it's it's going to be a long March. Yeah. Maybe also April. I hope not, but this is, uh, this is unprecedented. So I can't help but keep thinking about the first story you told me about living on the bus and all of that. And, and forgive me if you've told this story a lot, but I just want to know like 
even going further back, you said you grew up in Massachusetts. I, by the way, was born in Worcester. What, what part oh, of Oh, I know Worcester, yeah. Yeah, Worcester. <laughs> Worcester. Um, yeah, which, you know, um, I grew up in a pretty economically, I would say diverse, but like a lot of working class and I would say even at prov- near poverty, eye-opening experience as a young mm-hmm. child. What was your uh, financial upbringing really like? Because what leads you to be living on a bus? Like, well, how did that happen? You know, what really happened was I, so like I said, I was in this relationship. I was, I was very young, you know, um, I was, I was 18 at the time when I was living in the bus and this was about six months of my life. Um, I quit college, you know, I was at college. I, um, just was like, Oh, it's not for me. And also, you know, truth be told the relationship I was in because he was really controlling, he was really threatened because I was away at school, you know? So I quit college. I told my parents I'm quitting college. And then they were like, okay. And you know, they weren't happy about this relationship. They didn't know, you know, how, how, how difficult this relationship was. Um, and you know, we, my parents and I sort of had a a bit of a falling out. And so I, I basically moved in with the boyfriend. And then it was, you know, we were living in a bus. And I remember at that time, like I said, it was very, very low, dark, dark time for me. Um, I was like, wow, like there was a part of my brain and it was scary. Like my life could have really gone either way, Farnish. Like I could have just like stayed in that path. And, and sadly, you know, especially with, with, you know, physically abused women, most women will, you know, recreate that pattern over and over and over in their relationships. And I'm Italian and very stubborn. And I was like, I will never ever let this happen to me again. I didn't even know what that looked like, but even while I was still with him, I was like, this is where this ends. Like this will not happen to me again. Um, and so we were really like, I I mean, I, I, I couldn't work because he was like in this band and we were like traveling around. It was just terrible because one of my goals was always to create my own financial identity. You know, I had a stay at home mom and, and, you know, as a 10 year old kid, I was like, Oh, I don't want to wait till daddy comes home. I don't want to go ask your father. And that was some of the language that I got, you know, again, my parents are awesome, but like well-meaning, but I was like, no, no, no. I want to have my own, my own independence when it comes. Like I want, if my you know daughter asked me for something to be like, Oh yeah. And be able to make that decision and not have to, you know, consult. Um, and again, those are my 10 year old stories, but yeah, it was a really, really dark, dark time. Um, and so my life could have, gone, stayed going in that direction or created a different life for myself. And I was just like, no, like I, I wanted to work. I wanted to have my own money, you know? And I, I mean, I waited tables for years, you know, in New York and just was like, like, okay, like, you know, money for me was really important because it's like, I wanted to fund my dreams. I wanted to fund my life. I wanted to create a life that that I was proud of that would inspire other people go ask your father. That really triggered me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's, we, uh, a lot of us heard that growing up. A lot of yeah. us, if we had. And well-meaning moms, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because women weren't working as much as they are now. And for a lot of reasons, whether it's because they just weren't given the jobs, they, society didn't, you know, value them for working and, oh, but yeah, go ask your father. That was definitely something that I heard a lot in my household. And looking back definitely part of my personal narrative of why I wanted to become also a a strong female who could make her own decisions, right. And not have to be dependent on a man. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, 
I think that's just hugely important. And now as a mother to a little girl, like I want her to see, you know, and that's a whole other conversation, right? Balancing all the things. There's no balance, but the flow of all the things. Um, and I want my daughter to look at me and say like, mommy has her own identity. Mommy, mommy works, you know, I'm like creating things. I'm creating possibility in my life. And, you know, while I'm, you know, married and and with my husband, there's, you know, I have my own financial identity, which is really important. Well, Tracy, let's do some so many fill in the blanks, get up to know a little bit more about you, but totally like stream of consciousness. Don't overthink it. Okay. If I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say, I don't know what it is, you know, in Florida where you're at near Miami, like in New York, it can be like hundreds of millions of dollars. The first thing I would do is well, <laughs> in this current temperature that we're in right now, normally I would say go to Italy and buy a home in Italy and, you know, um, just have that probably be like a second home. But I'm still going to say that, you know what, because this is temporary. So I love you know, Southern Italy and that's what I would do. There's a town I go to every year and it's absolutely beautiful and it's just like my happy place. So that's what I would do. Yeah. We got to support these countries. That's right. All right. One thing I spend my money on that makes my life easier or better is team. (laughs) Team Um, cannot do this alone. So, you know, the fact that I'm here right now is because my nanny is helping me take care of my child. You know, the way my business can run is because I pay other women to help support me with my business and creating everything. So team is really huge. Yes. Same here. I could only be doing this podcast with my kids on the other side of the house or I should say door. Uh, (laughs) The one thing I wish I had learned about money is that money is energy. You know, it really is energy. Um, that, uh, it, the more like what we focus on grows. And so, um, when I'm feeling tight and constricted and like, Oh my God. And in this stressful time, so everybody listening to this right now, hear this, you know, things shut down. Hello. We're seeing that with the stock market right now. And I'm not saying, you know, things aren't really happening in the world. They are. However, when we really just let ourselves open up to receive and to like, you know, get creative and, you know, in this, this day and age, I mean, so many businesses now are, are online because no one can go to meetings right now. So, you know, there's so much possibility in the world. So money is really energy and it's flowing. And, and the more you open up, the more it flows. When I donate, I like to give to blank because... I like to give to children because they're the future. Um, so any causes that support children and, you know, schools, education, you know, um, a cause that I'm really passionate about is you know, food in the school system, which is pretty uh, abysmal at this point, yes. especially in America. And I think that's really, really important. We can do better. Yes, and we should. And last but not least, I'm Tracy Campoli. I'm so money because... Oh, I'm Tracy Campolin. I'm so money because freedom is a, is like the freedom is the biggest balance. Not like freedom is one of my my biggest um, guiding forces and values. And I'm and I'm really proud of the life that I've created and that it is a life based on freedom. And that's what money buys me. Thank you so much, Tracy. I tell you, I'm going to be going on your YouTube channel a lot more these days and weeks. <laughs> getting me hooked on uh, ballet toning workout for women. I like that. I do bar. So uh-huh. since I can't go to my bar class, it seems like the next best thing. Definitely. We've got some that'll make your legs get that little shaky, shake, shake that the bar <laughs> workouts do. They say if you're in pain, it's good. It's working. Exactly. That's transformation in action. <laughs> Tracy, thank you so much. My pleasure. 
Tracy's YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Tracy Campoli. You can also check out her website at tracycampoli.com. Remember, you can leave me a review on iTunes. I I pick one reviewer a week. That person and I have a 15-minute phone call. And I think right now a lot of us have some money questions, I would guess. So it's a good time, better than ever, to leave that review. If you've been thinking about doing it, leave it. You could very well get a phone call with me. And please keep your questions coming. I'm doing YouTube now. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Farnoosh Tarabi TV and subscribe. Doing one to two videos a week, just started. And of course, you can go to over Instagram and direct message me there at Farnoosh Tarabi, your money questions for the Friday podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Hang in there. And I hope your day is so money. 